Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Tears Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. Ooh, it's October, and this is Spooky James. And this is Spooky Jody. <laughs> we don't drink wine here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we do drink. Yes, yes we do. <laughs> um, can you smell this? Uh, no, because the rock's not cooking. <laughs> Good, it might blow up and hurt Richard Pryor. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh. Did not see that coming. <laughs> You've been Spanish Inquisition by Richard Pryor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, came, man. That just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Left field. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking of the Facebook thing the other day when we we're talking about eagles and I uh, shit, I can't remember what you said where I said that came out of um, Don Felder. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. I just remember we were doing that. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> details. <laughs> I don't either. We do that so often that. <sighs> so can uh, I get my beer first? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because I know I, I'm going to have this. We're recording two tonight, and I'm going to have the same beer to you know give the hint. Yeah. So my, mine, mine is actually episode specific for the next one, but I'm still having the same thing. Okay. This is my first of the year, Great Lakes Nosferatu. Oh, nice. Oh, I love this one. 8%, I think. I'm, yeah, 8% Imperial Red IPA with a Nosferatu label. Yeah. It's one of my favorites anyway. And also, the one beer I had before I saw Halloween a few years ago at a pub by the venue. Oh, cool. Yep, only time I had it on tap. Nice. Mm, was. Mm, Nosferatu. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, let's see. They're what they're out of Ohio? Yep. Great Lakes is? Yeah, I don't think they ship down here because I know I've had it, but I think it's because you gave me a bottle. Uh, probably in fact they only recently started indiana and i was lucky because ah. i used to have to go to ohio to get it oh yeah okay watch out it's a hash slinging hasher slash slasher damn it <laughs> <laughs> no it's not nosferatu <laughs> best spongebob episode ever <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's what i'm having yeah all right well i'm having and I don't, I'm not sure when the last time was I had one by this brewery. Um, I'm having a rogue pumpkin patch ale. Huh. Ale brewed with roasted pumpkin. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not a rogue forever either. I'm not sure I've had that one. Is it so it's roasted, not pumpkin seeds, but roasted pumpkin? That's what it says. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking it up. I've not had it. That looks good. Yeah. I can get rogue. I, I'll have to look for that. Um, actually, let me... There, I checked in. Cool. Oh, it's uh, National Drink Beer Day tomorrow. But apparently, because it's midnight somewhere and already the 28th, I just got a badge. Yeah, I got mine this afternoon when I went by Scarlet Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you, but I knew we were recording. I'm like, he's going to have a beer. <laughs> nice. Oh, in fact, the Scarlet Lane has, uh, they're coming out with Slasher soon, which is uh, use roasted pumpkin, but does use roasted pumpkin seeds. Cool. 
but so it's it's good yeah yeah it's good it's good <laughs> that's that's what you were waiting for <laughs> that's what i was waiting for mm, roasty yeah a little bit so what are we talking about today the the tv show about a md who uses a cane no we're, oh. we're, and we're also not going to talk about a mid-80s movie about a about a guy who is uh going crazy and um a house owned by his some i don't remember i watched it a couple of years ago <laughs> yeah that one but, but we're not talking about burning something down like the talking heads no not that either but we are talking about house house <laughs> house well something like that <laughs> not our house no 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 this is a 1977 film from Japan, keeping with my theme for the month. <laughs> yes, it, it, this is Jody's theme, but it's a good theme. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Directed by Nobuhiko Obayashi, um, who was also one of the producers. Screenplay by Chiho Katsura. Story by Chigumi Obayashi which is Nobuhiko's daughter. And I'll explain that later. Yeah, so I, I actually, I, I looked up some, I, read, I watched it. Yep. I looked up some background, read a few things, but it didn't take notes. So more than likely I'll be like, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what about this? And you'll be like, yeah, that's that next to my notes. Shut up. <laughs> that's, we do that to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Stop jumping ahead. Fuck off. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess a little bit of background on this. Uh, the film company Toho, which is probably the most famous film company out of Japan, not counting Sony because Sony was not a film company. They just bought one. But Toho was actually the company that gave us stuff like Godzilla. What? What was it? Godzilla? Godzilla! Ah! <laughs> um and actually uh pretty much the other three movies we've talked about this year, <laughs> this year as far as the japanese stuff goes um all, like all of akira kurosawa's samurai movies those were all toho so um anyway they they uh, toho wanted to make a movie based or not based off of but they they um uh they, they wanted to cash in on jaws so they I'm wanted done. to make a yeah done done I was waiting for you to do it again. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, they, they, they basically they wanted to cash in on it. So they they approached uh, Obayashi about making a movie. He had never made a movie before. He was a commercial advertisement director. I saw that. Yeah. So he develops the ideas from the script by taking ideas from his. I think she was 12 years old at the time, his 12-year-old daughter. Tween, anyway, yeah. She is, yeah. yeah. I, I got to say, I think out of the four movies we've done this year, this might be my favorite. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> it's, it's like a Japanese horror Adam West Batman type of... <laughs> I... My, my note was um, it has a, an Evil Dead vibe to it. 
like the original Sam Raimi directed first Evil Dead movie. Not the second one, not Army of Darkness, and not the remake. <laughs> Very much a low budget, even though this was Toho Studios, probably the biggest studio in Japan at the time. Low budget. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we don't know how to make this effective. We're just going to make it up as we go along. <laughs> I think I know how to make this effect. Oh, well, that didn't work like I wanted it to, but yeah. what the hell? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's put some blue paint on this naked teenager and <laughs> see what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, it's definitely the most fun of the four movies we've watched. <laughs> oh, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the basic plot is there are seven schoolgirls, they're they're all friends. Uh, summer break is coming up. Uh, the main character, Gorgeous, they, they, they're all named after an attribute of theirs. So Gorgeous, she's looking forward to spending the summer on vacation with her dad, who is returning from Italy, where he's a, he, he uh, scores. He's, he's, yeah, he scores films. I was trying to think, a uh, composer. Um, yeah. I, I was trying to, you know, like John Williams. <laughs> Although by the end of this, most of them were decomposing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he'd been in Italy. He comes, he comes home and, and he tells her, yes, we're going to do this, but um, we're taking someone with us. And, and I want you to meet, um, was it Ryoku? And, and uh, she's going to be your mom. And so Gorgeous doesn't take too kindly to that. So she decides instead she's going to write to her aunt her because her, her mom died when she was like eight years old so or six years old or something so she writes to her mom's sister and says hey aunt can i come stay with you for summer break and you know the aunt's like you know sure and then she finds out that the the place that the rest of her friends were going to go to is closed down so it's like oh well, why don't you all come with me and we'll go to my aunt's house and um, you know, and they get there and everything seems normal. Uh, and then the house proceeds to, uh, one at a time, eat all of the schoolgirls. <laughs> all you have to do is throw in some tentacles and it is exactly what you would think it is. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's auntie. It's not aunt. Auntie. True. True. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's it's auntie. Auntie. Oh, duchess. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I, I will say that having gone through a divorce and a remarriage and having a daughter about that age, that, that is about how they take it yeah. <laughs> when they're with the father that they were very close to find somebody else. Yeah. Fortunately, mine got over it before she got eaten by a house. <laughs> just, oh my God, this movie. It's <laughs> oh, it's, but it's not just horror. I mean, they, there, yeah. there's the music is is upbeat in a lot of times and there's all yeah. sorts of like it's it's the it literally is like a japanese fun pop movie too where they're like bouncing around and holding each other's hands and running through the field <laughs> yeah yeah it really is i mean it just oh man it's um it, it's it's awesome it's <laughs> it's awesome and it's cheesiness i mean <laughs> oh, it's so cheesy i mean so think about 1977 
-hmm. that is the year star wars came out and and special effects just really (laughs) blew up bazinga yeah (laughs) unintended and not intended yeah (laughs) Mm, double entendre so that's what you could have done did they no (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's better because it's really not a great storyline no Okay, yeah, so I, I am going to, again, I'm going to pull some of this from Wikipedia, although I do have some stuff from uh, IMDb to, to read off later. So, Obayashi, to, to, to find inspiration for the story, he discussed ideas with his preteen daughter, Chigumi. Uh, it says that he sought her ideas because he thought that adults only think about things they understand. Everything stays on that boring human level. While children can come up with things that can't be explained. And she did a good job of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's a thing with a mirror. That's That was one of her ideas. The, thing, the whole thing with the watermelon being pulled out of the well and looking like a, a human head was, was her idea. And the, the idea of the house itself and that it eats the girls. And, and there's a re- I mean, there's not really a plot hole other than the fact that it's just bizarre. Yeah, it, it is bizarre. Um, the the thing about the the futons smothering the one girl that was one of her fears. Uh, oh, the, the daughter of the. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of the daughter's fears. Um, the thing with the clock was was one of hers. Um, the the thing about the piano eating the girl's fingers was <laughs> her idea. Well, I mean, we talked about that during the uh, Monty Python. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and it's with, I I know that there's some parts that the guy just threw in there because uh, Mr. Togo, is that his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, Togo, the teacher. Yeah, that, that uh, fantasy has a huge, fantasy is one of the girl's names. There's yes, fantasy who has like over things, prof, uh-huh. the intelligent one, Melody, the musician mac who loves to eat kung fu who is a great martial artist uh-huh. <laughs> see gorgeous who's who's gorgeous and sweet yeah Did i say sweet and and sweet who's sweet yeah um but fantasy has a crush on this teacher mm-hmm. and i swear they shoehorned him in there because he other than at the beginning because that's his sister's seaside whatever is where they're going to go for the summer and she's going to have a baby after all and how they didn't know this beforehand right so he says they can't go which is why they go to the auntie's house and yeah he's kind of shoehorned in but he's a friend (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh oh, and i meant to look because he's a country singer and i meant to like listen to a couple songs of his and i never got around to it oh okay but yeah it's just bizarre how they all oh, this stuff is uh, yeah <laughs> he's 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 run, just as an example of bizarreness he's running late because he's going to join them at the house yeah but he's running late because um well we'll get to the the creature i guess maybe soon right um uh, uh, blanche oh oh um yeah you know you can go ahead and talk about blanche okay so we've been talking about cats and there's another supernatural cat in this yeah. movie only this one's white this instead of black white, hence the name blanche yeah and uh, mr togo's getting ready to leave and she gets in his way in the stairs and he mm. falls down and his ass gets stuck in a pail so he yeah. has to go to the hospital but the whole scene is just 
looks like something from uh like it was some sort of weird claymation <laughs> gumby thing <laughs> yeah um yeah because it was almost like him falling down the stairs was almost like stop motion kind of stuff yeah yeah stop motion that's it and but live action you know so um I, oh, I I know I've seen comedy movies like from the 50s and 60s that did a lot of that. So, or or no no from like uh, like the 20s and 30s even. I mean that some of them made use of that you know kind of stop sure. motion thing. Or Laurel and Hardy type of sometimes yeah. they, they do the Keystone Capers with the cops and stuff. They would yeah. It, and it it's partially how they wanted to do it and partially the technology at the time. Right. But it, it fits so well in this movie. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad I saved this one for last? Well, I know you meant to do it chronologically, but yeah, it's still a good thing. This is freaking. <laughs> and there are some like it, it came out in 1977. If I would have watched it when I was five, I would have been scared shitless. Oh hell yeah. And, and I bet even as an adult in 1977, because special effects weren't what they are now, this still would have been spooky in parts. Yeah. Because there is gore and blood and a dancing skeleton. And <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I wanted to, I, I did have a note about the skeleton. Yeah, so you apparently, you noticed it when, when Melody was playing this, the piano, the skeleton's in the background playing conductor and, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and you even hear it like the sound of the clicks of the bones yeah yes and, that's, and can uh, i can yeah, i give the last thing about mr togo yeah go ahead no like what happens to him at the very end is it cool to talk about it now yeah go ahead <laughs> so the the village outside of the house the girls find out how to get to the house by a watermelon salesman uh-huh and at the end Mr. Togo is trying to get there, and the guy goes, "Do you like watermelon?" Mr. Togo's like, "No, I like bananas," and that, and that's all it took to kill the salesman. But then yep. Mr. Togo turns into a big pile of bananas for absolutely no reason <laughs> at all. I know. <laughs> it's just to, to to quote Gwen Stefani, "This shit is bananas." <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh hey, sorry i'll let you get back to your notes and i'll jump in when i oh that's i honestly um I, I got one a couple more notes that i wrote down which is um so they they take a train to get to uh auntie's house and uh, apparently gorgeous had brought blanche with her and she couldn't find she could uh, she lost track of her at the train station i don't know how you do that but um she was looking around for her and her friends show up and they go ahead and get on the train and when she goes to get in her seat she finds blanche is already in the seat but what caught my eye was the guy sitting in the next seat right next to blanche is reading a comic book that's simply titled horror comic (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't, uh, I don't know if there was any relevance to this or, uh, well, it may be that they had to reuse the set and they just kind of redressed it a little bit. Um, so later on when they're in the house and Gorgeous finds her, her aunt's, it's not her bedroom, but it's like where she goes, puts on her makeup and stuff like that. 
I noticed the wallpaper, I don't think it was the same, but it had a similar design to the wallpaper that was in Gorgeous's bedroom. So hmm. I don't I don't know if there was any relevance to that or not, but it was just something that kind of caught my eye. No, I didn't catch it. I mean, I know she took a bath. And mm-hmm. I, uh, so there is a bit of nudity. And I'm assuming, I, see, I don't know the laws in Japan. Like all these girls are high school age. Um, yeah, so I'm not I, sure how old they really, I, I mean, I don't know how old the actresses were when they filmed it. Um, I don't know what the laws were at the time when they filmed it. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that it wasn't illegal. Right. So I'll, um, I'll just say, oh, go ahead. No, that's, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I do know that outside of the actress that played Gorgeous and the actress that played Auntie, none of the other girls had any real acting experience. Right. That, that, I, that I saw. Some of them have some after this acting. Yes. Drama. Yeah. And I know uh, Miki Jimbo, who played Kung Fu, had some singing experience and had won a couple of singing things or musical anyway beforehand. Yeah. But but anyway, yeah, uh, gorgeous takes a bath, and, and so there are a few nude scenes, partial or full, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, not full, like, yeah, yeah not they, the full, not yeah. the full misses, right? But, uh, but she takes her bath, and she goes up to her room, and the door suddenly unlocks, so she sees Auntie's little, yeah. It, it's the house leads them to go where they need to go to to die, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh, but it's. And it gets it only gets more bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I I did think the music like there there are repeating motifs, uh-huh. musical motifs where you can tell depending on you know I think Kung Fu has a sort of theme music and Gorgeous has a bit of theme music and there's the overlying thing where melody you know it plays before melody but melody plays it and it's a sort of I think it's actually called Eat. And then eat, eat, and then eat, eat, eat. <laughs> yep. It just, it, but but there's a, a like they they do a good job with the music. Between being upbeat when it should be upbeat, spooky mm-hmm. when it should be spooky, and and repeating motifs across it, it's it's cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of the music, uh, a lot of the music was performed by a band called Go Diego. Go Diego, go. Yep. Damn. And yeah, right. you you're right. Yeah, so there there was eat 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 and eat eat eat. Those were three of the songs. <laughs> Hungry House Blues, <laughs> <laughs> Buggy Boogie, and I'm guessing that's uh, Mr. Togo's song because he drove a dune buggy. Dune buggy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just some of the some of the songs, but yeah, the the the, the uh, majority of the music was. Uh, contemporary so kind of contemporary pop rock of, of late 70s you know yeah and just a quick note on the nudity mm-hmm. it is amazing because when somebody gets eaten or destroyed sometimes they'll show body parts and they always make sure to show the breasts quite prominently <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is a yeah just <laughs> yeah you might not see the rest of the body because it might not be there but you <laughs> Let's see an arm, a leg, a head, and some breasts. Yep. So it's <laughs> just, and I, I bring that up because the nude scenes are, you know, the, the gorgeous. The actress really wasn't sure to do it. So one of the other actresses, the the older one who plays Auntie, uh-huh. um, 
sort of undressed to make her feel at home off camera and the they they saw this and they so they put a little nude scene in for her and 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 prof has a quite nude scene and melody you see a bits and pieces here and there and <laughs> yeah it's it, and it's not it's not distasteful it's not sexual no but, you know right they they just make sure they put it in but it's yeah just yeah just it's it's I, it, I mean and it's a little more socially acceptable in japan anyway i think yeah i think that's why i was trying to think of the what the laws might have been in yeah. 77 because here i'm not you know, like even if they were old enough i don't think you could portray them here if they're still acting having a part of a 16 year old or 17 year old it's, yeah 70s I, were kind of fuzzy about that i yeah i don't know but in japan it is more it was and is i think with you know their... yeah uh, the film uh it did well it, it was it was successful in japan not with critics. <laughs> I mean, fuck critics. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, it didn't even come out in America for quite a few years, right? Until, until well, the, the Janus Films, who does the Criterion Collection, yeah, bought it, and then they put it out, and everybody's like, oh, hell yeah. So they actually air, like put it up on the big screen and mm-hmm. wherever they could. And yeah. Yeah, it did quite well. It did get some screenings here in North America, though. Um, when it first came out, because it uh, says that the New York Times critics house was the New York Times critics pick stating that Mr. Obayashi has created a true fever dream of a film, one in which the young female imagination, that of his daughter, gorgeous, or both, yields (laughs) memorable results. That is true. Yeah. Or, and that, that actually may not have come until later on when it, when it was more widely um because they don't actually say well i guess i could i could probably uh, check that source but uh 10, screw it. 2010 okay so that was about the time it actually came out so or it was actually released in the states it looks like the all the reviews from the states are 2009 2010 2010 uh 2010 yeah so yeah. late 2009 early 2010 okay I think I'm looking at the same page as you and I <laughs> probably, but yeah, I mean, it definitely, it, it uh, <laughs> it, it definitely got a, uh, a cult following, um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 91% approval rating among 32 critics, which means 32 critics who like to watch Japanese weird horror <laughs> freaky <laughs> films, but still nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, I'm looking at one of the reviews, and the name is actually "Giggly Girls in Peril." <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong. <laughs> no, and uh, I mean "Giggly Teenage Girls." That doesn't matter if you're Japanese or American or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're in a country that's not being bombarded by another country, you're probably giggly. Mm-hmm. Boys aren't that much different. Yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you're right I, I enjoyed this quite a bit you know what's funny this actually matches up well with the episode i'm going to talk about in a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> yes it does <laughs> uh, let's see so some i guess some trivia stuff cool uh in between toho giving 
the green light to this film and it actually being completed, uh, the director, Obayashi, um, he, he put out several uh, different things that were successful that were based on the story. They did a, a manga or manga, as we typically say here in the US, uh, which is a comic book form, uh, at radio drama. I looked for that. I couldn't find it. I mean, I didn't search super hard, but I did try, you know, five, 10 minutes here and there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He did, uh, they don't specify what these are on the uh, IMDb trivia, but they say that uh, there were a number of product tie-ins before the film ever came out. Um, and, and it says that he, he did this because he wasn't their first choice to direct the project, even though they had tasked him with coming up with it. But nobody else wanted to do it. Toho couldn't get anybody else to direct it because they all kind of looked at it and went, what? <laughs> <laughs> so he, they let him do it. Which he actually liked, right? Like he was kind of happy about that? Yeah. Uh, Obayashi over the years has thought about making a sequel, but eventually just decided against doing it because he thinks that a film like this should just be a one-time event. <laughs> and, and honestly, I really wish Hollywood would take that attitude sometimes. I do too. If you can make a good, if you plan it as a sequel or if you can make a good one, but not just yeah. for the money. Right. I mean, we talked about that with Edgar Wright and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. So kudos, Edgar. Kudos. I'll mispronounce Toby Yashi's. I already know I miss <laughs> Obayashi. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you too and more like you. Yeah. The, the band Go Diego. Uh, that we mentioned um, they actually have a cameo in the film the scene at the uh, train station when the girls are showing up and, and getting ready to board and there's a bunch of guys there kind of flirting with them that was the band huh. <laughs> okay that makes sense because it was just kind of odd that they had these dudes yeah i mean you know yeah <laughs> so the the studio wasn't sure what to do with the movie once it was done <laughs> they, they um they, they weren't sure how to, how to advertise it, I guess. And so they were thinking of releasing it as part of their Toho Champion Festival, which is a seasonal matinee festival aimed at children. That's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ooh, yeah, let's not do that. I do have one more thing, but it can wait okay. until you're done with trivia. Or I can tell you now. I, I have a list of awesome 1977 movies, so people get an idea of the time period yeah let me finish this okay okay so uh, i i mentioned gorgeous's father had been in italy where he was working as a film composer and uh one of the things that he tells her is that um the guy he was working for leone likes his music much better than morricone's sergio leone was the guy who directed the clint eastwood spaghetti westerns <laughs> Music by Morricone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because spaghetti westerns are called that because they were westerns made, American westerns made in Italy, uh -huh. where the gorgeous's dad was doing music. That's cool. I didn't catch that. Huh. Nice. I felt like I explained it to the listeners because I just got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, well, that's all the trivia I've got. Cool. 
So, but uh, what other movies came out in 1977? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with mostly the ones we have like an overlap with, with with one or two exceptions. Okay. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. It is, which we mentioned in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, because that and Star Wars were the two movies that were there. Like the BBC are like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. The Hobbit, 1977, Rankin Bass animated oh, show. Yeah, I don't think that was that was more of a TV special, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still a, a movie. It's a made-for-TV movie, but it's yeah, you know, yeah. Love that. So I'm just kind of going down the list, um, and I had this kind of prepared, but now I'm just I, I'm not going to do it in any certain order because, of course, the next one would be Star Wars: A New Hope. Uh huh. Which was not called a new hope at the time. It was just Star Wars. It's kind of retroed. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do remember interviews with George Lucas, and I, I did know it was called a new hope before Empire Strikes Back, because that was gonna be its name, but they weren't sure they would even get a sequel, so they did just call it Star Wars at the time. Okay. Okay. So I, it was the plan. Yeah. I, I do remember that originally though Fox was gonna have it titled just Fox was going to title it the Star Wars. That and actually, they're trying to think of other names too because they were afraid that the word wars were going to turn off female audience members. And I think it might have been Mark Hamill. Somebody had a good quip about Star Wars. People were going to think it was a, a documentary on Hollywood uh, couples divorcing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also 1977 was wizards a ralph bakshi film oh damn i need to get that it's good i've actually got it but i think you can get it on streaming fairly easily yeah and uh mark hamill does a voice in that oh he does doesn't he and i think anthony daniels does as well so there's a star wars connection there too wow that is correct i I forgot about both of them i think anthony daniels does i'm not entirely sure now, well, Wikipedia is being weird on my computer right now, so I, I yeah, it's fine. It's all right. I'll double check it. But you do that while I say they killed Fritz. Huh? It's from the movie. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I've never seen that movie. I need to see that. It's 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 quite good. The Spy Who Loved Me by James Bond. Cool. And High Anxiety, which is a Mel Brooks show cool definitely we have winnie the pooh (laughs) and race for your life charlie brown wait winnie the pooh didn't come out till 77 uh one of them yeah oh Um, okay this is uh, the 1977 disney the mini adventures of winnie the pooh okay okay which i think is one of the first disney winnie the pooh want to say the first but i my computer's being weird and i don't care that much okay um i will correct what i said earlier anthony daniels did not do a voice in wizards but mark hamill did okay very cool Uh, speaking of trippy movies pete's dragon came out in 1977 (laughs) that i remember going to i didn't i had to wait till it came out on tv my sister took me to that that was nice of her after all the things you told me she did to you (laughs) She owed me. <laughs> that is the case. I did. My brother Paul did take me to see uh, Rocky Four. <laughs> okay. 
you know, sp- just speaking of siblings, not not yeah. that it's the same year. I'm just saying siblings yeah. who, who took us to movies to make up for some of the. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. No. By the way, I was done until I just saw a 1977 sci-fi movie because we're talking about Japanese things. Tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, and and I had more, but I, those are like kind of the the yeah. big ones. You know, the Sinbad is in there. Sinbad and the the Eye of the Tiger, and because at the time there were like several three or four Sinbad movies who came out in the 70s, and they, I remember those. Okay, they're just you know rather rather cool things. You know, the the rescuers and oh yeah, I like the rescuers. Yeah, I actually saw that at the theater, but I've not seen it since. I remember jack shit about it uh i i've seen it since but it's been a while it's it's been a good 30 years i think since i've seen it and you know smoking the bandit oh yeah which weighs up with richard pryor uh, annie hall for people who are into no no yeah i'm not either no i'm (laughs) sorry i'm sorry should not have won best picture that year and why is that because it was up against Star Wars, which should have won Best Fucking Picture. It should have. Annie Hall is... I don't know what people actually... I've watched a few of Woody Allen's shows, including Annie Hall. I... I okay, so I'm speaking as somebody who actually does have a high IQ. <laughs> yeah. I find the pretend. Obviously, I can be pretentious, but I'm not... Like, that's not my main personality. He's just pretentious. That's yeah, and and apparently a big creep, but you know that's nobody. Let's not not go there. (laughs) Nobody knew that in '77. No, Uh, I mean I would rather watch the Happy Hook Goes to Washington, which came out in 1977. Woohoo! Yeah, and I might after this. I, I will say thank you to Jody for recommending all four of the Japanese movies recommended were. We're good in their way. The first yes. two were slow, and you know, of course, because they're older. Yeah. The last two are phenomenal. And this one, this one, like <laughs> this one our is. listeners, our specific set of listeners, I think this would be the one you yes. would all love. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it is available. Uh I what did you watch it on? Uh, I watched it on a something called Canopy. Okay. I, I, I get through work. It's it it actually is supposed to be like a an artsy thing but i found out that i have free access okay. and i had three of your shows on there because they're foreign yeah um i well because there's the criterion network and i don't and i know they do streaming i think i think they do streaming um and like you said this is part of the criterion collection um and that's that's how i watched it because i bought the i i bought it on criterion collection i don't remember if i got, actually got dvd or blu-ray um hmm. I just I bought it because I was like, damn, I, this this looks interesting. I have no idea what it's about. I am so glad I made this purchase. Um, but uh, all the all the Criterion Collection movies have a number on the spine, and this is five hundred thirty nine. So if you want to look for it that way, um, or just go to uh, you can go to the Criterion Collection website and buy any of these. Um, Barnes and Noble has a Criterion Collection section in their music and dvd area 
Nice. So that's that's typically where I go to buy them. Sometimes I buy them online. Um, I you could probably get them through Amazon, but I would recommend getting them through Criterion Collection. You uh, you can watch it on HBO if you have HBO Max. Streaming. Okay. Okay. Because I had it saved on. Sorry, I had it saved on there uh, uh-huh. until I saw like get on Canopy where the forward and backward thing is easier. Oh, and by the way, Canopy's with a K, not a C. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. But yeah, you can do it on HBO. Um, you can do it on HBO now. But true, who knows when it'll go off? You know that that's a good well, point. They're yeah, because they're merging with Discovery and they're fucking up their streaming service. So, but I don't have HBO Max, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. It's trippy yeah. and cool, and and I thought I actually had one more point that i had forgotten until we were talking about streaming and now i've forgotten oh i do i do remember okay the actual name of the movie house uh-huh was chosen and it actually is house because he wanted to use not japanese words to make it more taboo so he actually used the english word house as the official title they they do Actually, you are correct. They do because because the um, opening credits or whatever, the the name of the film is not shown in kanji. It's shown in Western letters, Western alphabet, and it is house. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was kind of good. I like that fucking fucking Westerners. We're gonna go and call it because it's taboo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, uh, well, go ahead. Hmm. I was saying the same thing, I, but then you started talking, so I put the pipe in my face. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's what I have. <laughs> yeah, that's I was gonna say that's that's uh, I guess that's it for my contribution to spooky season. <laughs> uh, that's that's it for our episode on House 1977. Check it out. I seriously, this one, this one's a <laughs> This one's a classic. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but on, <laughs> but yes, while you're while you're watching House, you should also take a break and share us, rate us, review us on our multimedia platforms: of <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Podbean, and you can find us on iTunes and all sorts all over the damn place. But yeah. You can't miss us. We're all over. <laughs> Just like the money shot on Xavier <laughs> on there. <sighs> now, they may, now they might have to listen to the outtakes to understand that reference. <laughs> they should. That, honestly, the outtakes are the best part of every episode. <laughs> oh, we're going to have some good outtakes for this one. <laughs> uh, but on on that note, I am Melody Mac James. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna make me look up the character names. <laughs> Come on, just pick the one you know you want to use. <laughs> that makes me Kung Fu Gorgeous Jody. <laughs> yes, those are the two I was hoping you. <laughs> <laughs> and we will house at you later. <laughs> Bye.
The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Because those are the two I want to use, and I thought, no, no, I'm going to leave for Jody. <laughs> well, I, gorgeous was the easy one to know you wanted me to use. <laughs> I wasn't sure about Kung Fu, so I just, they were just the first two. <laughs> well, those are the best two. <laughs> I, they were, yeah. Damn it, Gandalf, let me pass. Gandalf was letting you through for two minutes, Balrog. It took your tablet <laughs> to hold me in. <laughs> Why I'm drinking your PC is not. <laughs> yeah. My tablet sucks. Mm. I was going to say something that was not anything to do with that, and I forgot what it was because I thought of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I hear, you, I hear there's been some conspiring. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Innocent whistle. <laughs> uh-huh yeah there's no there's no conspiring on my end i was simply told to look for something for myself and i said should i be quiet and i was told yes and you don't need to know anything else until you tell me if you actually know what it is i'm talking about or not 